This is your FBI. This is your FBI, the official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Tonight, the subject of our FBI file, Flight to Avoid Prosecution. Its title, The Cross-Country Fugitive. Federal Bureau of Investigation cooperates with the local and state police everywhere in the nation. The FBI laboratory, for example, makes its facilities available to every accredited law enforcement agency. Thousands upon thousands of reports on the fingerprints of suspects are answered by the FBI Identification Division. Perhaps one of the most important aids your FBI gives local authorities is in locating missing witnesses. Under the law, if a witness in a local criminal case involving a penitentiary offense is served with a subpoena and evidence is found that the witness has left the state, your FBI has jurisdiction under the law covering unlawful flight to avoid giving testimony. Such cases are actually manhunts, for a person in hiding can flee to any corner of the country, can change his occupation, his appearance, his habits. When all the facts are sufficiently evident, your FBI secures a warrant for that witness's arrest. Then comes the real job, the job of serving that warrant. Tonight's file opens in an FBI field office in a western state. Agent in charge Bishop is at his desk when Special Agent Jim Taylor approaches. You sent for me, Mr. Bishop? Yes, Taylor. I've got a job for you. How are you coming on that report? Almost finished. Good. I'm putting you on a surveillance. When you were in the Boston office, did you run across a hoodlum named George Tracy? No, not directly, but I know who he is. Well, Tracy comes up for trial next week. This time, the police think they've got a case that'll stand up. Oh. How does this office fit in? Well, the case depends on Tracy's former bookkeeper, a man named Harry Lander. Oh. He was subpoenaed and came out west someplace. With Lander, Tracy can be convicted. Without him, there's no case. Boston have any idea where Lander might be? No, but they've got information that a hanger-on of Tracy's is delivering some money to Lander to keep him under for a while longer. I see. The hanger-on's name is Leo Parker. Leo Parker. He flew from Boston to Omaha, then switched to a bus. An agent from the Omaha office is on the bus now with Parker. Hmm. He'll turn him over to you. Hmm. When did they get in? Tomorrow morning at 8.30. Agent's name is Jones. We have any pictures of the witness? No, but here's a complete description. Thanks. How long shall I stay with Parker? Till you find Harry Lander. Beg your pardon. Talking to me? Yeah, is that the Omaha paper you're carrying? Yes. Well, may I see it for a minute, please? Oh, yes, of course. Thanks. J. 
Jones? Uh-huh. Taylor. Got a match? Yeah. Here you are. Over my left shoulder. Ticket window. Camel's hair, coat, brown hat. Yeah, I see him. You gotten anything? Not even hello. He's got his ticket. He's heading back toward the same bus you got off of. He's yours, Taylor. Okay, I better get my ticket and climb aboard. Seat taken? <laughs> not if you can sing bass, isn't it? Isn't. No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, come on, come on. Sit down anyway. Join the family. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, my name's Ward, Frank Flower Ward. My mother named me Flower because I was born on Decoration Day. Oh. I'm with Crenshaw Candy. Best gumdrops this side of the Rockies. <laughs> Glad to meet you, Mr. Ward. My name's Taylor. How are you? Uh, say, by the way, you know Swanee River? Yeah. Oh, you better hold it. The baby's asleep. What? Oh, oh, okay, sure. Sorry to keep you from having a good time. Are you kidding? You could have a good time at a cemetery. <laughs> oh, she'll keep you laughing all day long. <laughs> Mr. Taylor, meet my fellow passengers here. And yours, this is uh, Miss Irwin. Hi. And the little mother is Mrs. Merrill. How do you do? Hello, Miss Merrill. You know, Swanee River reminds me. I sang it once on a train, and the man in the corner started crying. Oh, no, so, not that joke. <laughs> well, I walked over, and I said, uh, Pardon me, sir, are you a southerner? And he shook his head, and he answered... <laughs> he shook his head, and he answered, No, I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> we got another 200 miles of this. Oh, look, a little fellow's away. All right, honey, all right. Here you are, a nice warm bottle. Well, here we go. Hey, laughing boy, how about some canasta? Oh, sure, sure thing. One thing, though, no more stale jokes. Yeah, huh? Come on, Taylor, you'll be my partner, right? Well, I don't know the game, thanks. Uh, how about you, mister? I'll switch seats if you want to play. No. Hey, he can talk. What's that? We've been riding with him since Omaha, and this is the first word he said to anybody. I get enough friends now. Yeah? How'd you like to play to an audience of guys like that? No wonder I've been laying off. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever hear the one about the fellow who went to the employment agency? They asked him if he wanted a job at the Eagle Laundry. And he I... turned it down because he didn't have any experience washing eagles. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm... Mr. Ward, I never thought I'd come to this, but please sing. Well, all right. <laughs> Prepare for bombing. <clears throat> Away down upon the Swanee River bus rolled on through the open western countryside. A little past noon, it reached a small city and stopped at a combination hotel, coffee shop, and gas station. Agent Taylor put in a call for his agent in charge and waited for it to be put through. Hey, aren't you putting on the feed bag? Oh, after my call goes through. Oh, you using the booth? Yeah, but I, I won't be long. All right. 
I have to call my sister. She's waiting for me in Melrose. Driver says we'll probably run into some snow and it could delay us. Oh. Oh, <laughs> just my luck. Yeah, we do an act, you know, my sister and me. We've been laying off since old man Mose was a juvenile. We finally get booked in Melrose and it looks like I'll blow it. Oh, uh, pardon me, will you? That must be my call. Oh, sure, go ahead. Hello? Bishop talking. Well, this is Taylor. We're in Linwood, stopping for lunch. Any progress? No, I haven't been able to get Parker into conversation. Mm-hmm. Any idea yet how far he's going? No, not at all. He's been buying his tickets from one stop to the next. You think he's suspicious? Well, he hasn't given any sign of it. Where's your next stop? Mountain City. We're due in there at 3.30. I'll report from there if I possibly can. Don't tell me you just remembered another joke. That's right. Where's the emergency door on this thing? I was looking out at the snow out there, and it reminded me that I better get a bottle when we stop next time. What's so funny about that? Well, every time I think of whiskey, I remember a doctor telling my father that if he quit drinking, he'd live to be eight. Bob said it's too late. I'm 85 now. What's happening? Who are we stopping for? Hey, those men in the road look like policemen, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. Well, I'll go see what they want. Hey, don't tell them any jokes or they'll lock us all up. Okay, okay. It's all right, it's all right. Pardon me, you finished reading that paper? Why? Oh, I was just wondering if it said anything in it about how long this storm would last. Look out the window, you'll find out. Look, mister, we're all in this together. You might as well be pleasant about it. And why? Hey, we're turning around. Oh, what for? Now, the road between here and Mountain City is closed on account of sludge, so they're sending us back to Linwood. Huh? Can't do that. Well, they are. But I got a date with a guy tonight. I can't bust it. They say the road through the pass is blocked. You mean nothing is getting through? No, we're not. We're heading back to Linwood. So once more, the bus pulled into Linwood, to the combination hotel, coffee shop, and gas station. Again, the passengers piled off through the snow and into the hotel lobby, just as they had done less than an hour before. One other thing was repeated. Agent Taylor's call to his agent in charge. Hello? Bishop talking. Mr. Bishop, we're back in Linwood. What happened? Slides have blocked the main highway between here and Mountain City. I see. Our subject didn't seem to like it when we had to turn back. Said he had an appointment he had to keep. He mentioned where? No, but he did say the date was tonight. Mm-hmm. What stops were you scheduled to make before midnight? Uh, hold on, will you? And I'll check the schedule. Right. Here it is. 
St. Clair, mm -hmm. Grand Fork, Four. Valley Junction, yeah. Mountain City, and then Melrose. Right. I'll notify the police in those places to be on the lookout for Lander. All right, sir. You had any chance to talk to Parker? Oh, we've exchanged a few words. Mr. Bishop, the way this storm's blowing up, I doubt that he'll keep his date. Then we've got to try to help him. If he's bringing Lander a payoff and doesn't show up, Lander may go so far under, nobody will ever find him. You think there's any chance that he'd ever give himself up? <laughs> I doubt it. He must know he's been held in contempt of court for not answering that subpoena. But even if he comes in voluntarily, he'll probably go to jail. Uh -huh. Our job is to arrange for Parker to keep that date. Yes, sir, but how? Well, there may be a way of getting through. I'll tell you what to do, Taylor. Uh, go to police headquarters and contact the chief. So this woman asks, does this taxi stop at a hotel? And the driver says, no, we keep it in a garage. <laughs> Pardon me, Mr. Ward. Oh, you don't think that'll stop him. Well, look, I have something to say to all of you. Uh -huh. I got in touch with a friend of mine who lives here, and he thinks he might be able to get us through. He's lining up some transportation for us now, so who wants to take a chance? What kind of a chance is it? Well, if we get stuck on the road, it'll be rougher than it is here in the lobby, but if we make it through the pass, you can continue on to wherever you're going. I'd like to go. I've got to get through to Mountain City. My husband's being shipped overseas tomorrow, and he's never seen the baby. Well, I'll be glad to take you, Mrs. Merrill. Oh, thank you. It's all right. How about you, miss? Oh, sure. Sure. If I don't get to Melrose tonight in time to do the first show, we'll never get another job. Okay. Mr. Ward? Ah, I think I'll stay here. I ain't got as much chance of selling gumdrops one place as another. And if I'm not going to sell any, I'd rather be warm doing it. How about you? You talking to me? Yeah. You said you had an important date to keep. You want to come with us? Well, do you? Yeah. Count me in. Now back to the FBI file, The Cross-Country Fugitive. One of the axioms taught school children is that no chain is stronger than its weakest link. That is also true of the chain of law enforcement agencies throughout the country. In this case, for example, you heard an agent in charge tell Special Agent Taylor to go to the local police. That happens in many cases, for FBI cooperation with the police is a two-way street. This time, it is the police in a small western city being asked. Next time, it might be the police in your community. If it is, will they be ready to help your FBI protect you? Will they have the manpower the facilities, the training, to enable them to cooperate. As a citizen, you should know the answer to those questions. Your FBI has learned that the strength of any local law enforcement group is usually in direct proportion to the interest shown by the people of the community. 
You are not expected personally and individually to make your local police a strong force for protection. But you can help if the situation demands by working with already formed good government organizations in your neighborhood. Do that tomorrow. And by helping to make your city a better place in which to live, you'll be helping not only the entire country, but also yourself. Tonight's FBI file continues as Special Agent Taylor enters the office of the local chief of police. Oh, come on in, Taylor. Thank you, Chief. I've been waiting for you. Your agent in charge called a few minutes ago. Oh, then you know the problem. Mm-hmm. You want to get through the pass. I've got to get through. You see, I went out on a limb and promised some people that I'd arrange for transportation. Oh. Is there any possible way? Mm, not by car. And but there's a farmer lives near here by the name of Caldwell. He's got a horse-drawn sleigh. He might be able to take you. Can you get in touch with him? Yeah, I'll call him. Oh, uh, Chief, before you do... There are five of us in this group, including two women and a baby. I want to make sure there's not going to be any danger to them. Oh, there won't be. If Colwood does take you, he'll use the back road. They don't have any slides on that. Good. Uh, you can pardon me asking, but uh, why'd you invite women? Oh, I didn't want to make it too obvious to Parker. Oh. Well, I'll get Colwood on the phone. See if we can go. Folks, we got our transportation. Hallelujah. Miss Brent, I was in the service with found a man with a sleigh. He'll take us through to Mountain City. Uh, Miss Taylor, I've uh, changed my mind. I think I will go with you, if you don't mind. All right, Mr. Warren, that's fine. You go get your things ready, and I'll tell the others. Huh? Yeah, good, good. Are we ready to go? Well, not yet, Mrs. Morrell, but we will be soon. Oh, that's wonderful. Will you pardon me? I've, I've got to tell that other man who's going with us to get ready. You mean the man in the brown coat? Yeah. Oh, you don't have to bother about him. Oh, why not? He went out to find his own transportation. This entire investigation hinged on following Parker to his meeting with Harry Lander and seeing to it that he got to that meeting on time. So Agent Taylor went on a hurried search for Parker. First, he visited the local taxi company. Parker had been there and left. The railroad station was next. Parker had been there and left. The next stop was the local airfield. Then began a check of restaurants, diners, saloons. Hey, I've been looking all over town for you. Oh? Why? I've got transportation. Look, Mac, I've been around town myself. Nothing is getting through. Well, I've arranged for a sleigh. The driver says he can get through the pass using the back road. Yeah? How'd you come up with him? A friend of mine who's in the army with me lives here. He found this farmer. What's the tab? Five dollars a man. We're cutting it up. Just don't figure. Why not? What's in it for you? Nothing. Then why'd you knock yourself out looking for me? You gotta have some angle. Well, you said you had an important date and you had to get through. Now we got transportation. There's room for you. Why shouldn't I ask you? I wouldn't do it for you. Oh, look, I'm not standing here and pleading with you. The sleigh is ready and we're leaving. You want to come along? Okay. Come on, there. Get up, boys. 
Up now. Come on. Well, look what I found in my pocket. My bus ticket. I forgot to turn it in back there. Oh, they'll redeem it in Martin City, Mr. Ward. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of a story oh, no. about the kid the teacher Mr. asked Mr. Ward, me. it's too cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Mr. Taylor, what, what's that driver's name again? Caldwell. Huh? You call me? Oh. No, Mr. Caldwell, this gentleman here just wanted to know your name. Yeah, it's just part of my business. I try to know everybody's name. Oh. Mr. Merrill, you know, it looks like the baby's enjoying the ride. Yes, he likes to nap in the fresh air. How can he sleep in this cold? He's got six layers of clothes Mr. on. Mr. Caldwell! Yeah? You think we'll get through all right? Ain't missed in 30 years. The horses out there, hold on. <laughs> Not by a darn sight. Well, they move like they are. Huh? Can't you get up any more speed? Wouldn't do no good. Why not? Horses run now, they'll walk later. Better off letting them go the way they be. What time do you think we'll hit the pass? No telling. I'll pay you an extra 50 if you make those nags gallop. Well, I'd sure like to oblige. Why don't you use a whip? That'd hurt the horses. They wouldn't be getting the extra money, I would. <laughs> Another comic. Get up there. Come on, boys. Say, Mr. Caldwell. Yep. How far in this direction can a car come from Mountain City? Just on the side of the path. Well, if we could phone ahead and have a car meet us, we'd save a lot of time. Are there any telephones between here and the pass? Two or three. What's the first one we come to? Chris Miller's farm. Miles saw up the road. Well, if you'll stop there, I'll phone ahead and try to make arrangements. Tell me all about it. <laughs> hey, shouldn't we be seeing penguins? <laughs> hey, farmer. You mean me? Yeah. You said we went through the pass. We did. Where's that car? It's my affair. Driver said he'd come out as far as he could. It's after 4.30 now. I know. Farmer, how far is Mountain City? Oh, 50 miles or so. Is that where your appointment is? Mountain City? Yeah. And this weather would take us till 6 o'clock to get there if this was a car. And it ain't. I'm almost sure of that. You know, I'm in the same spot you are. My date's at 6 o'clock in Mountain City, too. Mr. Taylor! Yo! Look yonder! Hey, a taxi! Yeah, it's ours. It's almost quarter to five. We might still make it. Richard, we're going to see Daddy. <laughs> Look at him smile. Six o'clock. Yeah, I know. There's the hotel. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, Mr. Ward, you're going to keep the cab? Yeah. Uh, we're both going on to Melrose. Oh. Here we are. Now, hey, let me out. Hey, take it easy. Well, keeps his record clean. I think Richard's trying to say goodbye. Huh? Oh, yeah. Goodbye, honey. Oh, my Ward. Goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, this will take care of the cab up to now. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. So long, Mr. Taylor. Bye, Miss Irwin. Bye, Miss Merrill. So long, Bye. Mr. Thank Come you. on. You're meeting your husband here at the hotel? In the coffee shop. 
He said he'd wait for us if he had to drink the place dry. Go ahead. Thank you. There's the coffee shop. Well, Mrs. Merrill, I'll have to say goodbye. I see my party. Bye, Mr. Taylor. Hello, Parker. So you met your friend. I thought you had a date with somebody. I did. Well, look, I'm kind of busy. You don't I'm... understand. We both had a date with this same man. You are Mr. Lander, aren't you? Well, why are you? I'm a special agent of the FBI, Mr. Lander. This is a warrant for your arrest. Lander was returned to testify at the trial of George Tracy, who received a substantial prison sentence. Lander also received a prison sentence. Perhaps no better example is needed than tonight's case from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation to show the lengths to which your FBI goes to ensure the proper workings of justice. Occasionally, a case comes along so simple it can be handled without having an agent leave his desk. However, on most files, a special agent needs and uses the tools of his profession, training, experience, hard work, and common sense. Those are the primary weapons of every member of your FBI, the weapons by which they do their job of protecting your property, your lives, your freedoms. Incidents used in tonight's broadcast are adapted from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. However, all names used are fictitious, and any similarity thereof to the names of places or persons, living or dead, is accidental. This is your FBI is a Jerry Devine production.